Welcome back to the podcast. Just a reminder that this weekend I begin my next cohort of coaches that I'm going to personally train in everything I know about coaching, about business, about life coaching, executive coaching, and also that coaching uh, accreditation, which is treble accredited by the top three coaching bodies globally, will also come with the alcohol-free performance coach certification. So it is the master of all coaching courses. You'll get the foundational skills that you can spin out into any genre within coaching, from running workshops to one-to-one coaching, to starting initiatives and businesses that of coaching at their heart. But you'll also have this incredibly powerful specialism of alcohol-free performance coaching combined. The course begins this weekend. So if you're listening to this the day it's released, which is the 15th of Jan, there's still just a little bit of time and there's probably a space left. We can probably squeeze you in. It will be my greatest course ever. There's never a perfect time, but if there ever was one, I think it's now. All right. So today's guest is Luke Zorato. Luke has this brilliant Instagram account, which I've loved, Marathon to Sobriety. It just cracks me up. I'm not a massive consumer of social media. I love putting stuff out there, but I'm not someone that's going to spend endless time scrolling their phone. In fact, I'm a bit useless. Anyone that's ever sent me a message will probably know that. But Luke's account, Marathon to Sobriety, always catches my eye and it always makes me laugh. He brings this beautiful energy, this wonderful humor to get across really powerful points in the sober space. He's also started the Sober Striders Running Club, which I'm a massive fan of. He's an incredible guy. He's got a brilliant story to share. I think you will be inspired and moved by today's conversation. All righty, let's do this. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Andy, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for today. Yeah, I'm beaming with a smile because I've been really looking forward to this because you're Instagram and I'm not a massive consumer of sort of social media but one of the few accounts that I really enjoy that cracks me up continually but also has a really powerful message is yours so firstly I wanted to thank you for for everything you do is it's, it's powerful stuff thanks Andy I appreciate that and um I I'm having fun you know at the end of the day if you're not having fun what are you doing um I'm having fun and, um, you know, I hope to continue to continue doing this for a while because it feels really good. Yeah. And you, you've got that just that natural enthusiasm for it. And, and I'm very different. So some of the stuff that you do in terms of the reels and all that wonderful stuff, for me, I just can't get my head around it. It doesn't excite yeah. me. Whereas I can tell that you've got a real passion for it and you do it so well that, you know, every time I stumble across something you've put out, it, it makes me stop in my tracks invariably it makes me burst out laughing and if it doesn't make me burst out laughing it's got a great message and then there's always a great message behind the humor as well so I just think you've got that really nice combination of humor which I love because I think humor is a great way to convey an important message and then there's this underlying you know part of sobriety that's a big part of your life which is you know for me fully aligned with something that's incredibly important to me to change the world's relationship with alcohol you're doing a great job my man you're doing a great job I I appreciate that for sure. So thank you. But, you know, so it's kind of like our styles, right? Like I am a big, I'm a huge fan of yours, Andy. I said that just before we record, I'll say it again now. Huge fan of yours. You know, you're probably one of the first people that I um, found, especially as a male in this kind of space. Um, You know, one of the first was Bad Pink. Uh, that was one of the first because he has a similar type type of vibe, right? He's he's kind of funny, yeah, really. yeah. But then I, I I learned from him that he, that you were the one that kind of trained him and got him up to like to his level accreditation and everything he's doing. So I was like, wow, I got to meet this Andy guy. And then I started you know seeing your videos, and then I see and then I see your podcasts, and I'm like, wow, this guy's got so much amazing information and knowledge that you have. So while I may be funny, Andy, that's my style, but I have I don't have near the amount of like expertise and knowledge that you have. And I look up to you so much. So I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, this is this is cool. Well, what I really wanted to do, and as I said to you before we come on, is is get to know you a bit better. And what a better way to do that than via a podcast, because we get to share us connecting effectively with the world or as many people that would be interested to listen. So what is the story that led you here? You've got this account, Marathon to Sobriety, which we've both just discussed already, and we'll get into that in a bit more detail. 
but how did that adventure unfold for you? So to kind of break it down a bit, I mean, when looking back, so I will be coming to seven years sober um, at the end of this month, December 31st, oh, will be seven years. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. See, I didn't know that straight away. I didn't know that's in your story because yeah. especially in the this sort of sober world, it's only really it's only really taken off in the last few years, it feels like, you know, myself in the sort of alcohol-free space as opposed yeah. to the addiction space. The alcohol-free space would be one of the very pioneers at the very early stages of that. So most people that I meet are actually much earlier, you know, periods of sobriety, a year yeah. or two, and they're starting to come through. I yeah. didn't know that. So seven yeah, years. Yeah, it, so brilliant. my journey is kind of like twofold. The first five years of my sobriety, I was in the sober closet. Like I was frankly embarrassed about the fact that I was sober. I looked at it like a weakness. Like what's wrong with you, Luke? You can't drink like a normal person, uh, you should feel shame with that. So mm -hmm. that's how it, that's how it was for five years, Andy. Like that's a really long time to just struggle so much with my identity, um, big time. And uh, no one other than my immediate family and my close friends knew the journey I was on. I was just avoiding it. I was just avoiding the conversation, never ever talked about it, lied, made excuses, never wanted to address it. And then what happened was, so I, I've been on this sober, on this like online journey for two years, um, it, exactly two years in January coming up. And what happened was I underwent, and, and I've heard you talk a lot about this too, uh, a huge identity shift. So what happened was when I hit my five-year anniversary, I was like, Luke, for a second, be proud of yourself. That's that's a long time, five years. Yeah. And the other thing to, that kind of shifted for me is that I, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I got into distance running, like long distance running. It's become a huge passion for me. I picked that up in my recovery. But that was around the time that I had qualified for the Boston Marathon. I just got the news and that was a huge goal for me. And I qualified for that. So I was like, right around the time of my five-year anniversary. So I was like, Luke, you know, five years, you, you qualify for this big race that you've been working your ass off for. I'm like, what a nice story that is. I think I'm ready to share. So the way I did it, you know, I I was like, all my accounts, everything about me was a private. I'm a very much a private person. So to be so public the, the way I've become in the last two years has been a, a, a journey on its own. But that's not how I how I am normally, right? I've had to push myself. But so what, what I decided was I was ready to let people know. You know, I worked for a large global company, right? Corporate America, corporate Canada, while well, I'm in Canada. And uh, nobody in the office really knew my story. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this. If I'm going to let people know, I want to like do it right. So I yeah. couldn't think of any other way to do it, like any other scarier way to do it than to do it on LinkedIn. So I shared, a, you know, a three paragraph write up with a picture of my daughter and a sign that said I'm five years sober. And then a picture of my uh, Boston Marathon qualifying uh, email. So I put the two together. And it, I was so scared to do that, like terrified, but I shared it. And um, that was such a pivotal moment for me because for the first time in my journey, I actually started to be proud of myself and acknowledging what I've done. And it felt really good to, 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 to do that. And, um, you know, I didn't have any really intentions other than just letting people know what I was doing. And then the next morning I woke up and my phone was just getting a lot of messages. And I was like, wow, this is something that a lot of people somewhere or another, either personally or uh, family or someone close to them has undergone something with alcohol or, or just self-improvement. And that's when I realized that, wow, this is a topic that I don't see much of, especially, and I can't wait to talk to you about this, is, you know, I didn't necessarily hit that like rock bottom that you see, right? The people who lost a lot of things were in the hospital and, and it's just I, like I worked, I had a great corporate job and from the outside, it looked like I, I had a lot of things, you know, in order. So I was like, there, there, there's a space here to talk about people who haven't hit the bottom, but they, they just, you know, want to be better. Um, and you can do that without alcohol. And, and I know that's, that's, exactly what you're all about with one year, no beer and everything you've done. And now with, with dry. And I was like, wow, me talking to you is just like, um, 
it's been a long time coming. I've been really looking forward to meeting yeah. you and chatting with you. So, so that's, that's my, that's a bit of my story. And that's great to know exactly what I didn't know and what this podcast in many ways is all about. And it's so similar to mine in many ways, although I'm interested and we'll sort of move forward. Why do you think that five years that you kept that? So, you know, as you said, you're, you're a very private person, even though, again, you, you have this incredible like persona online now that why do you think that just, you just kept that in or that, that there was that sense of, I think you might've said shame around that. Yeah, I think it was pretty deep rooted, right? Um, a lot of it I, f- I feel has to do with being a male. Um, you know, I'm half Italian. My father's from Italy um, and, you know, kind of grew up with, uh, you know, you, you keep your cards pretty close. You don't show too much emotion or vulnerability. Um, that's kind of a sign of weakness. So a lot of my, you know, my five years was um, was 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 on my own. Uh, I I cared a lot of that, other than my girlfriend now wife, um, who played a huge role with my journey and and some key close friends. I, I did it all by myself, and it was and it was really, it was really hard because I just felt so much like shame and guilt, and um, I just wasn't proud of what I was doing. I, like I said, I looked at it like like I was weak. Like there's something wrong with me that I can't drink like a normal person. I can't, you know, um, you know, I, 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 I'm that I'm struggling with alcohol. That I'm, you know, saying things I, I don't mean to say and waking up feeling, you know, feeling like shit and all those things. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a long journey of of being on my own. But I also like it's something I don't, I don't know something about the number five, the anniversary. The, the the running journey i was i was ready to 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 let people know but it was never my intent to like be this advocate for sobriety or advocate for alcohol free lifestyle like that was never my intent that was never my intent and it was just i wanted to let people know kind of at the office i wanted people to know uh you know just colleagues and and good friends and and my network i want people to know that was my intent i wanted them to know but then as soon as I started sharing, as soon as I made that post, I was getting uh, invites to be on podcasts. People wanted to talk to me. And I was like, whoa, 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 like what? Like, that's crazy. I didn't expect any of that. So that's what kind of pushed me, you know, going to my uncomfortable a little bit, you know, okay, like if I can make an impact with a few other people or I can share my story, maybe someone will will revisit their relationship or just question it then that would be worth my time, would it not? Yeah. And um, and it's been very, very rewarding, as you know, Andy, right? Like we, it's the most rewarding thing um, th- that I'm doing and I've just, I hope to to be able to continue doing it. Yeah, and it's, it is a beautiful thing. And I, I train lots of coaches now and all I say to them, all you ever need is a story. Your story is so powerful. And, and many of them, again, face that exact same moment as I did when you share something publicly, be it on LinkedIn or social media or with a friend. And it is that moment. And I remember doing this clearly myself, going out on LinkedIn and, and putting a post out, not too dissimilar. And I put the post out and shut the laptop. You know, one of those, shut the, I can't look yeah. at it. I cannot look at it. I don't know who's commented on it. I just felt this urge to put it out into the world. And then, of course, you prize the sort of laptop open a bit later on. You log in and it's like... <clears throat> you know, holding your breath. Are you going to attract all these negative comments? And invariably, of course you don't, you get nothing but support and love it. And people coming out of the woodwork from every, you know, corner of the globe saying that's incredible. Identify with what you've said. I'm so pleased that you've had the courage to, to show up and share that. And then that sets this new adventure, this, this whole new experience of giving back and then receiving those type of comments, that's something you've said or a reel that you've posted or, you know, in your example, many times I'm sure people come out to say, you know, that's made a fundamental difference to me or a loved one. Like for me, that is the greatest buzz you'll ever get. That beats a beer buzz times a thousand. And then it catapults us into this world that neither of us, you know, had laid out any plans to go on this adventure. It just sort of, it happens. And I think what's similar to your story, which is nice to hear is that I was never meant to be the person out from you know that wasn't like my role I, I was the sort of slightly more geeky one who wanted to sit in the background and do all the learning and read all the books and tell people about this stuff but then I think maybe like yourself now because I started to talk about it and share it it just sort of unfolded into this 
space where the podcast turned up and then you start doing a bit on social media and then before you know it you sort of wake up one day like full of meaning and purpose in this world that it was never the plan which which i I think is the beautiful experience it's like the it is the hero's journey that joseph campbell talks about you know and and, and i'm seeing that unfold with you so you post on linkedin you get this this wonderful you know feedback response you know you feel empowered by it how does the story unfold from there so i i i um i start realizing that uh you know there's there is a message to to be shared here there's a there's a part of my journey that i'm i that people are, are, are relating to so like you know, I went ahead and, and created an account um, on Instagram and I, you know, started sharing, you know, a couple of things and, you know, videos and, you know, as you, as I'm sure you saw, my approach was kind of like to bring it a bit light, more lighthearted because it, it can be such a heavy and a, a topic, such a personal thing. And, and it can be viewed as a, you know, tough thing to talk about. So my, my approach was always, I'm, I want to kind of ease, ease the, the tension, make it a bit more easy to talk about, more welcoming, laugh about it. Uh, I, I thought w- would be a good way for people to, to maybe relate to it a little bit. So I started doing that and I was posting, you know, a, a fair amount. I was getting you know, a lot of messages, thank yous. And, and like I said, I people out of the woodwork. I had all kinds of people, old you know, old teachers, elementary school friends, just like people I just hadn't heard of in a really long time, as well as people close to me too. And it was just really, really, a really, really cool feeling. And I was doing all this while I was, you know, working full time. Um, you know, we live in Toronto, Canada, uh, you know, and uh, things are uh, things aren't, uh, aren't cheap. So, uh, you know, working full time and doing all this and, um and I was kind of in my first year, you know, sharing a lot. And then I, and then, and then I found like fate happened, something happened and I got let go. I got laid off from a company I had been with for 13 years. Um, a, a, Like I said, a global technology company for 13 years. And I was blindsided, completely blindsided. Um, and, um, and I just thought it was a bit of a, a bit of fate. So just around that time I had gotten my, you know, coaching certification and I was started, is there, is there a way for me to take this passion of mine and, and purpose into something? And then I see people, people like you, Andy, I see, you know, people like Matt and, and I see like there, I think there, there is a way to do that, to follow something that's true to you, where you are truly passionate about it. And you and you're putting good out into the world. Absolutely, there's a way to have a have a living, create a, a lifestyle, or, or living from that. So, so that's what I was doing. So I I got my coaching certification. It was dry January last year. So coming up on exactly one year, I went ahead. I said, you know what? I'm gonna put together a dry January group. Had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I put together a couple PowerPoint slides from my, you know, corporate experience. And, you know, just, I just was putting things together and getting people to connect. And I was like, wow, this is really, really um, like such an amazing experience. I learned a lot about myself and just meeting other people and seeing how they're interacting. And, and that's when the kind of the journey started, Andy, and, and, you know, doing a lot of, um, you know, one-on-one clients, you know, group uh, pretty much every month I'm doing group and it's, the people that I'm attracting are very much like I'm sure the people that are working with you is is high achievers, right? Like like people who who have a lot of the things from the outside, right? They have they have they have the family, they have the career, they have the house, they they have a they have you know they have these vacation prop, they have a lot of things, and they're they they just know that there's another gear inside of them that they that they're not activating because you know they're either waking up you know not their best or they're you know they're they're just not living up to their full potential and they know that and we know that deep down but it's easy to 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 make excuses for it because hey look you know i got this job I, i'm making this money i got this all these things coming in so you know it's not that bad right it's 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 not that bad so it's just interesting you know the people that i'm attracting similar to you i can i'm sure that because it, that's it, it is a unique space, right? Because most of the time you, you hear a lot of the rock bottoms. And by the way, I give so much credit 
and so I have so much respect for those people because the adversity and the resilience involved for that, I can't, I can't imagine. Like it's very, very impressive. But for me, I, I didn't really resonate with that. So to be able to yeah. share my story, I find that for a lot of people, it's it makes them, you know, question things a, a little bit because I'm so direct with my message, and I I find that it's it, it's a good thing because it's it's getting people to just think twice about it because we're all, aren't we on autopilot most of the time where it's like, you know, work hard, play hard, you know, get your work done, drink, you know, come home after a long day at work, drink. It's 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 a it's so accustomed, it's so ingrained in our society that's it's what you do you don't think twice so you know just Until, taking a second to pause right yeah and i think that's what you do and i do i feel like i've been running around for the last 10 years just tapping people on the shoulder just gently giving the little tap on the shoulder to say have you tried this like maybe yeah the reason that you're inconsistent in the way you nourish your body in the way you show up at work maybe you're a bit grumpy in your relationships has nothing to do with middle age or who you've become over time or your personality and everything to do with the fact that you're still quaffing those couple of glasses of vino calapso once or twice a week yeah. or you're you know having those two beers with clients tuesday and a wednesday and then a few more at the weekend maybe that's it and i think yeah that's what you're saying and i'm saying is that messaging has changed because that messaging wasn't really there before i think it was very yeah. much black and white when it came to alcohol it was you're addicted or you're not and if you're not you drink like why wouldn't you unless you've been a naughty boy or a naughty girl, and then you're back in that addictive box. But everyone else, really, alcohol's fab, wonderful, great. There was no black and white. There was, there was no gradient, sorry, until really about 10 years ago, we started to tell that story a bit more. And exactly that, I think it's appealing to a completely different genre of people. And like yourself, I have so much love and respect for everyone in this space. You know, I, I believe we're all on the same team just yep. playing in different positions, you know, ah, we'll appeal to different people like at different stages of their alcohol-free yep. adventure. But I think if we can just keep running around, just tapping people on the shoulder, just going, yep. oh, wake up. Yep. And that's why I think I always say, and I don't know if you resonate with this, but I feel that my relationship with alcohol was the greatest blessing in my life in many ways, I would argue. You know, it was the thing that woke me up from that sort of middle, like, just me mediocrity in many ways where yeah. life was just bumbling yeah. a lot. It looked okay from the outside. There was enough income yeah. coming in and I had all those trappings of, you know, success and whatnot, but inwardly, nah, you know, I was, I was struggling in many ways yet through that alcohol free adventure, we go on this, this journey of discovery about new beliefs and new ideas and ways of acting and way of thinking. And I think that's exactly what you're articulating. And now you're appealing to this lovely group of people that are coming to, to work with you to share in that story. That's a beautiful. Exactly. Story. Exactly. And you know, you said something that really resonated with me. I've actually quoted you a couple times, actually, uh, in, in different things or speaking engagements that I've done. And you did it with Rich Roll, who I'm also a huge, huge fan of. He's a big part of kind of got me into this, got me into this journey. Um, you mentioned something like, um, I forget exactly how you said it, so don't quote me, but it was, um, something along the lines of, I'm not saying you're a bad parent. I'm not saying you're a bad employee or you're a bad partner, but if you work on this, you, or you don't drink, you will become a better parent. You will become a better athlete guaranteed. Like you will become better. It's not saying you're bad now. And that's such a powerful message because when you're talking about this, it can be viewed as like, a, a, a like people can get defensive, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you trying to say? Like you're by you not drinking, naturally has people questioning their relationship with alcohol. We know that happens all the time. Like I, I say, I don't drink all of a sudden someone's telling me uh, what their drinking habits are. Like I never asked you, Oh, I, I, I drink on the weekends. I, I drink, so, you know, that's fine. But when you approach it like that or not, or that when that's kind of the philosophy of the undermining of, of, of our, of our train of thought around this thing is it's much more, um, inclusive it's 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 less of an attack it's more of like hey i'm sure you're great at what, exactly what you're doing like look you, you've done this you have this role you have this family like, you you clearly are a special person but you just activate that other gear inside of you that you know you're you're not tackling like what what can you do what does your relationship look like what does your fitness look like what does your career look like like all these things and that's like similar to you my struggles my story all needed to happen the way they did. And it brought me to, 
to, you know, finding this, this like purpose and this passion that I never yeah. knew existed. It's so cool. And I think the way I always try and set that up, I always say an even better. Yeah. And that's the way, not to say that you're not a great parent at the moment, not to yeah. say that you're not great at your career, but you could be even better. You know, I think exactly that. And that message always comes back to me that that really hits home to people. They're like, oh, I hadn't even considered that. Right. And then it, it breaks down exactly some of that defensiveness of you're trying to say that I'm not a good parent. It's like, right. no, you could be even better. I know you're a great parent at the moment, but imagine yeah. if yeah. there was another level that you'd never even experienced because of this middle lane relationship with alcohol. I just want to double back to something you said there about Rich Roll, who's a great mate of mine has been incredible. You know, not only a hero, to myself, a mentor to myself and someone that's helped me share the message far and wide. I noticed that he shared one of your posts or numerous posts of yours on, on one of his stories. And I was like, yes, in there. Go on, Lukey boy. How did that feel? <laughs> that, well, that felt, uh, I, I can't, it was just to have someone you look up to so much, see you and recognize you. It, it was a really, uh, it was a surreal moment. It was absolutely surreal. And he reshared one of my, uh, reels. It was where I was. I'm the, I was both characters, and I was kind of interviewing somebody and asking them about their drinking. And I was like, uh, "So you, so if you drink alcohol, you know, you, you feel like shit the next day. Uh, but if you don't drink alcohol, then you feel really, you know, you good the next day." So I was like, "Doesn't it make sense to uh, maybe not drink alcohol?" And and the characters like, "Wow, like." So it was a really silly, stupid video, but the message was was pretty, uh, like pretty um, obvious, right? It was a humor on the alcohol, and it's like we know it makes us feel like shit, but we still drink it. Anyways, he reshared that, and uh, so a bunch of my friends who know I'm a huge ritual, they're like, "Did you see? I just saw it on his feed." I was, so, and then I went on this little um, campaign. One of my friends, he's like, "Look, you, you need to take advantage of this." So he's like, "You need to to ask your followers." to um if i've added any value in their life because i don't ask for money obviously i do this all for free right sharing my store on instagram all these things i love doing it so it's like if i if i've made any impact to you i ask that you uh send rich roll a dm and ask him that i i would like that luke should would be a great guest to share his story so and i tagged him on that and he was and he replied he's like uh oh like flood flood box is, is open right so yeah, just, yeah. Ha just having fun with it you know like uh but uh, but yeah, to see him, you know, recognizing and seeing me, it, it felt really, really good. And, and even he even th he thanked me for the work I'm doing. Like how good yeah. did that feel, right? Like because we know this is this is this is not just like um, you know small banter things we're doing or side project. Like this is like this is life changing. Mm -hmm. When people undergone this undergo this transformation, because it really is, it's a transformation. Uh, it's a transforma transformative journey. It's life changing relationships, how you view yourself, kids. You know, I have a I have a four year old daughter, Andy, and um, I got sober before she was born, and that that is by far my greatest accomplishment that I've ever done. To know that she's got a dad in me. I mean, I'm not a perfect dad, okay? I'm not perfect. You know, she, you know, all these things, but I'm, I don't struggle with my alcohol. And uh, I'm always present with her or most of the time, but I just, I just, I'm consistent. I'm a consistent dad. And I can't tell you how good that feels because, you know, my dad struggled with alcohol and, uh, and um, it was, it was hard for me. So to know that I'm, I'm rewriting the the story, you know, f for me, for my family, it just, it, it feels really, really good. Yeah, that's so powerful. And, and I remember my girls were still very young. They are 17 and 15 now. So they're, they're, they're really grown up. They're right in the, in now they're in that grown up stage of alcohol themselves. And it's been nice for 10 years, pretty much. They've had a mum yeah. that drinks and a dad that doesn't. And, and that's right. like, we are so tight. Me and my wife, we're, we're, you know, a brilliant couple. We're, we're like each other's biggest supporter as Tara has been of me and, and, and myself yeah. of Tara. And so my girls have grown up with, both in some ways role models in their life doing slightly different things. And now it's up yep. to them to choose, which is for me, a wonderful place to stand. And at the moment it doesn't seem to be on their radar, right? They're almost yep. 18 and, and going on 16 and it's just not a thing for them. I've been conducting this really strange cultural experiment. I was saying this to <laughs> 
Bill Schufelt recently, who owns Athletic Brewing. He's the CEO of Athletic Brewing, which is a brilliant company. Yeah. But I, said, I, I love right. Athletic Brewing. It's uh, it's cool. And I said, One like, of my favorites. This is a new thing, right? I bet when they created alcohol-free drinks, they didn't really envisage this. But what's actually happened in my house is that my girls have been drinking alcohol-free beers since they were <laughs> 13, right? Or 14. I'm happy yeah. for them to drink now. There's no alcohol yeah. in it. But then I was yeah. thinking, am I training them to drink something that looks and tastes like alcohol? So is it going to come back and bite me on, on the right. bum? And then they're right. going to get to 15 and they're going to be out their friends and go, well, I, you know, I drink this stuff all the time. I'll just have the alcohol one. Right. And, you know, my, my youngest who's 15 will happily go to the fridge and you'll hear it like the crack open a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> it's just sitting in front funny. of the telly, but then neither of them really drink, you know? And, and yeah. so, the, because I think they have that role modeling in their life of someone that gets such that's, incredible results that's right. from not drinking. So it's, that's I right. think that's like, as you say, the work we do is, is, is so incredibly important and you bring, fun to it like i do hopefully i'm always smiling and, and making it something that's aspirational rather than again that traditional messaging which is very much i'm missing out it's yep. doom and gloom everyone else is you know they've all got incredible willpower i've done something wrong i've been a naughty boy naughty girl i can't have fun like anyone else it's like actually scrap all of that look at all these wins look at all these incredible benefits you're going to get from going on this adventure with us and look at the people having yep. fun yeah as well and, and doubling back to to rich who's a massive hero of both of ours. Like he has this incredible life, right? He, he goes around the world. He meets these amazing people. He lives his true, authentic life yep. as someone that doesn't drink alcohol, right? And I think that's such an inspiration for us both. And I did want to just yep. quickly check with you before I forget, did you get invited on the show yet on the podcast? No, I, I did not. I did not. I, uh, it, it, you know, that's still a dream. It's a work right? in progress. I, I still, I, work in progress. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Work in progress. So if you, I know you guys are buddies, you can let them know, hey, you know, I had Luke on, on the show and he's exactly. not so bad, right? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going out there again in March. I'm 10 oh, years oh, alcohol-free wow. in on March the 1st. So Jeez, for my 10-year wow. anniversary, I'm going to go that's back out so over cool. to LA and I'll spend a bit of time with Rich. So, so I will cool. get a chance to say That's cool. That. <laughs> say, You're I, a good man. That's cool. On the wow. show and, he, and he rocked it in a big way. So let's get on to the, we've got the alcohol-free story bubbling away, which is yep. super powerful. But then we've also got this marathon piece in there that yep. for me is also interesting. I'm just looking at your time, like two hours and 50 on a marathon. That's How did that story unfold? Yeah. So I was always, uh, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, you know, hockey was my, you know, in Canada is, was my main sport. I was skating at two years old, you know, played competitive hockey. My entire life was on the ice, you know, six, seven days a week, pretty much my entire <laughs> childhood. And, um, so I was really also big into the gym. So I loved working out. Um, you know, I started, uh, you know, I was working out, you know, five, six days a week when I was drinking, you know, I would, uh, so I looked really good on the outside still. Like I was, you know, uh, much more muscular than I am now, but you know, I was, uh, I was kind of like just kind of going through the motions, you know, like with even my career, my fitness, it was just kind of like, it was okay. Right. It was okay. And then I, I decided I wanted to make some changes and, and, uh, I was on this journey and it was like, everything was still like, okay. At the beginning, it was like, okay. But I, because I hadn't found this other thing that just got me excited, right? And when I did, when a, a friend of mine introduced me to to distance running, he was sort of like, "Luke, you know," because I, I I signed up to do a ten k race, and uh, as soon as I finished that race, I was like, "Wow, something about running and the endorphins and the the runner's high that I just fell in love with and the you versus you aspect of running. Cause you can measure running like my fitness. I couldn't really measure it. Like, yeah, I'm pushing this much weight and all these things, but it's like how objective running is with the time and the community. I just, I, I, I truly, truly fell in love with the sport. And after I ran my first uh, 10 kilometer race, I signed up for a half marathon a few months later. I ran that and I was like, wow, I'm really, really enjoying this running thing. And that's when COVID happened, 2020. And when a lot of people were probably not running as much because races were canceled, I did the opposite. I, I doubled down. I, I hired a coach, right? Uh, we, we talked, I think in one post, we shared some message, like 
life's greatest kept secret is, is, is coaching, like having the accountability and the guidance of somebody, yeah. somebody. So I did that with my running. So I hired a coach virtual and he helped me with the plan, all these things. And I just started running and, and, and it helped me so much with my, with my journey, uh, giving me a routine structure goals. I met a lot of incredible people. I found running allowed me to become a more patient person, you know, a better husband, father, all these great things. And then I decided, you know, I want to push it a bit. And uh, that's when I said, you know what, I'd love to to qualify for the Boston Marathon one day. And what does that look and, like? So what, is there a time that you have to achieve? Yeah, so I needed uh, my age group. I was, uh, well, I'll be 40 ne uh, next year. So I was uh, 37, I believe. And I needed to do uh, three hours, sub 305 sub three hours and five minutes wow. marathon. Um, so I, you know, it's obviously a big goal. I had never ran a marathon before, uh, but I trained, I trained, I worked my ass off. I just, I, I was very, very disciplined with my running. And I just, I really, frankly, I fell in love with my running and, um, and it just, you know, I, wor I worked really hard. I was able to qualify on my first marathon Wow, and it was such a cool experience. Like it, it was a very emotional experience uh, to see what you can do when you when you when you stick to something. Because like I was never a runner growing up. I picked up running like a few years ago in my alcohol free journey, right? So it's like it was such a powerful message to me that it's like it doesn't matter what it is. Like you pick something and, and you and you believe in yourself and you go for it. You have the right support, the plan, and all that. It's like what else? What else can you do? Like what else can you do? That's that's one thing, right? But it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I I ran Boston, uh, I I ran Chicago Marathon this year. You know, it, it's it's been the best thing to happen to me, honestly. Like running has been the best thing for me. My mindset, just so many things, and I I hope to continue running because I love it. I love what it does to so many areas of my life. And do you think there seems to be an association between going alcohol free? and running it seems to be this thing that fits together why do you think that is i so i think people who who who, who you know who are drinking or, or people who are in recovery they're some of the most passionate and dedicated people like when you're drinking and you want to keep drinking You'll probably do, you'll, you'll find a reason to drink. Like you're convinced you want to have a drink. You're convinced you, you'll fight tooth and nail to do that thing. So you, you pivot, you shift that excitement, that, that passion into something positive, you know, that will, that will, that will you know, move your life in the right direction. Like it, it, it's incredible what you'll do. And it's just the fuel that you get from the run, like that runner's high is is so much better than any of the highs that I had before because there's no come down and it lasts longer and it just makes me want to do more positive things. Like I, I've been running in the mornings, right? Super early with the family and stuff. So I, I, I set myself up to do that run, even though I'll tell you, I'll be honest, half the time I don't want to go for my run because I'm in marathon training. I'm running over 100, 120 kilometers a week. So I'm running a lot. So half the time I don't want to go. But I know when I'm done, I will always feel better. Like yeah. this morning, I felt better. So, but what that does now is I'm in that mindset and I'm just like, I, what else? What else? Okay, this was a great start to the day. Now what? Now what? You know, and it just sets you up to yeah. be the best. Like my best version of myself is as a runner without a doubt. Like as a sober athlete, I identify, we talked about identity. I identify as a sober athlete. You know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sober badass. I'm, I'm, I'm a badass. Like I am proud <laughs> to be sober. It's a friggin' beautiful thing. And I'm so proud to be a runner because the community is just so like-minded, so positive, uplifting, no judgment. We're just pushing each other. And I just, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible to be a part of that. Yeah. I identify the same. I'm a sober badass. Yes. I can't say it as well as you though. You said better than me, <laughs> but I like that. I'm yeah. going to keep it. And as a sober athlete, you know, I'm pushing 50 now. My favorite thing in the world to do, I was a professional so soccer player, Yeah, yeah um, was to run. I love running, yeah. but I can't run due to the 
the the same injury that stopped me playing soccer. I yeah. can't I can't consistently run. There is a big hole in my life for that. I wish I could run. I'd love to run. So I walk everywhere yeah. and anywhere yeah. as much as I can. It's the second best thing that I can get yeah. to. And then I combine that with strength training. And I really see myself in the same lane, right? Heading towards 50, fitter than I've ever been in my life. I lift heavier. You know, my heart rate's lower than it's ever been. You know, I just want to continue that optimal health, really, to have the strength and the energy to keep sharing this message. And I think it gets more powerful even as we mature into it, which is the exciting thing. And, and, and I wanted to come back to something you said there about coaching. And, and I'm interested in your coaching story because I'm a massive fan of coaching. What happened for me, I trained as a coach 12 years ago. So two years before I went alcohol free, which most people don't know. And that experience changed my life. I trained with a guy called John Grind. I was very lucky. who was the co-founder of neuro-linguistic programming. The same guy that, that trained Anthony Robbins, that set mm. Anthony Robbins Yep. On his way. I was very fortunate. I had 10 days with John Grinder and it fundamentally changed my life. And then I used those skills. I was my own best client for the first yep. two years, you know, of learning all those uh, skills and tools and techniques. And that gave me the space and the reflection time and the skills and techniques to eventually transform my relationship with alcohol. And then I've been coaching in and around that space for 10 years and helping people turn their passion into something that can be profitable for them, right? Which is so important yep. because I think yep. there can be a bit of stigma around that as well, especially in the alcohol-free space that, you know, it all should be free and we should give everything away. And yep. I liken that to, you know, uh, the fitness world, you know, of course you can put your trainers yep. on and go for a run or you can invest in a coach. You can invest yep. in Zumba or rock climbing. And it's important that we give people this plethora of options Yep. So they can choose those that want to just put their trainers on and run can do that. Those that want to work with a coach can do that. And I think yep. the alcohol free space hasn't had any of that before. There was one mm -hmm. option and one option only. That's right. And now it's so important that there's more people coming into the space. And a big part of what I do is train coaches as well. Yeah. Executive coaches, but in with the specialism of alcohol free coaching. And I know yep. that's something you're passionate about. I know it's something that you do. So let's talk about that a little bit more, how that came into your life, what that looks like now. Cause I think it'd be great for our listeners to hear. Yeah. So for me was, I'll tell you the course that I took was not like it was, a, so it was a course out of uh, British Columbia in Canada. It was an online course one week online course. And then I did alcohol free coaching with, um, with, uh, with Carolina, which is another, uh, sober, uh, account. I'm sure you, you know who she is. So the journey for me getting, you know, certified was not a complicated one by any stretch of the means, right? Like if you compare it to other professions, like, you know, it's a online, it's a few, whatever it is, it's hours, it's time, it's an investment. Yes. But for me, the real, impact or the real change that comes from this has to do with my ability to 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 help people find the the light within themselves like believe the self-belief the, yeah. the ability to to do things they never thought possible that that to me is you know and leveraging my story with with you know kind of the things i had undergone my a bit of my running a bit of my kind of you know, middle age drinking or middle ground drinking area, not really identifying like gray area drinking, not identifying as an alcoholic, you know, somebody who drank, you know, on the weekend. So for me, what gives me the greatest joy with my coaching is just seeing the, the transformation that, that people are undergoing, um, you know, that you don't need to make your life any more complicated to make, to make some changes. Right. And I love what you said too the, the black and white thing. It's not black and white. I'll tell you, like, for example, in my, in my uh, dry December group coaching, I have a few people who are not sober. They're not sober. They're not sure what, what their path looks like, right? They're, they're not sure. And I welcome that so much. And I give them so much credit for coming to this uh, group because it's so much more than just sober right in quotations yeah. like sober coaching it's so much more than that it's a power up group and we meet on sunday nights and it's like after a long week the last you know last thing probably people want to do is to be on this call but like those people who show up are exactly the people that you want in your life that are about you know nobody has the answer and i say it all the time i don't have all the answers eh we're working we're, we're, we're all figuring this out we all know that we just want to feel better and be our best 
So for you, that may look a little bit different than for me. It's not a a playbook or we're following the playbook one to 12 or whatever. It's not that that's not what it's about. It's identifying your, it's self-discovery. What's, what's, what does it mean to you? Uh, I know what it means for me. Okay. I know what it means. And that's zero alcohol. I've tried to reintroduce it. I've tried to moderate, like, like, why would I do that to myself? That, that is, that does not end well. I know that for me, but for other people, I mean, who am I to say that's the path for you? So I welcome very much openness uh, in, in my coaching style and my approach. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people I've worked with want, want to be sober and, and I've gotten them sober and they're well on this journey. You know, we've, we're very, we're very close and we still keep in touch. A lot of people have been working with me for a long time. They continue to show up to these, to the groups. They just love the accountability of having this, these positive people in their lives that it's because you don't want to take this thing for granted either. And, and me being involved as a coach, it, Yes, I love uh, paying it forward. I love helping others. I love, uh, you know, being a part of their journey. But even more than that, it helps me. It keeps me strong. It keeps me accountable. It keeps me on the right path. So that's a big reason why. Uh, obviously, I love helping others. But like for me, it's the best thing that I've done for for my own journey, my own uh, recovery. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about coaching in general that all of the information, all of the learning is filtered through you. And I think if you spend a lot of time then teaching and coaching around that topic, it just further enhances and deepens that learning. I always joke and say one of the yeah. best ways to stay sober is to start a movement that inspires hundreds of thousands of people and then bang on about it every day. That's probably one of the best ways to stay sober. But it is because we all yeah. learn and we all grow together. And I think that's, for me, what, what coaching does. It accelerates that the learning for people and if we look at the stages of yeah. change model this is the trans theoretical model of james prochaska there's all these different stages that people can be at they can be in pre-contemplation when they're not even really aware of their relationship with alcohol they might step into something that looks like the contemplation stage and in there that's where all that ambivalence is the sort of love hate thing going on with relationship with alcohol they don't know what their long-term relationship with alcohol is going to be as you described yeah. beautifully there it could be that for them it's complete sobriety for others it could be that they're mostly dry for others it might be tactical breaks they don't quite know where they're at with it and i think that's where we do a lot of our work i think yeah. we do a lot of our work raising consciousness from the brilliant you know input that you have on social media through the reels and whatnot through the podcast we're sort of waking people up we're moving them along that and then there's the next stage preparation stage and then there's the action stage and i think what happens is with alcohol, and I'm glad you brought that up, we define almost change by action. So we assume unless someone's actually stopped drinking, then they've not actually taken any action. But as you just pointed out brilliantly there, there's people within your group that are not already even at that place. They're just spending some time to learn and grow and hang out with some incredible people and expand their mind a bit. And when they're ready, they might step into the action. I think that's an important thing to put out there as well. That it doesn't have to be defined by how many alcohol-free days you've had. I think yeah. it's that spirit, that awakening of actually, I'm looking at this a bit differently. Yes, absolutely. So well put. And another thing you said that stood out to me was the number of days. It's not about the number of days because, and I've heard you say this too. I don't know if I read it or I saw it because I, I think I remember seeing something of you know at the beginning of the journey. You know, if you you're on this path to not drink, for example, right? You don't want to drink for, let's say 30 days. Okay. You, you, you drink almost like, ex like not expect it, but don't quit after that because it's easy to say, ah, it's not for me. I tried it. I failed. I failed. Look, look at the, look at the, look at the scoreboard. It's back at zero. Like what that number zero, what does that represent? That, that doesn't show any of the growth, anything that you, that you went through in that time period. That's why tracking days, I completely get it. Like, it, it, you know, it's a good thing to, to see progress. I used to track my days. I don't anymore. But uh, that's what that's what I hear. People are obsessed with the clock and tracking their days. I always want to be very careful with that because it, you, you're the growth that you're going through can't be tracked in days, can't be tracked in days. So number of days, they don't mean much, in my opinion, because somebody who's sober 10 years, or right could, could be a lot less mature developed than somebody who's been sober for three months, in my opinion, right? Uh, the growth and the transformation and the and the lifestyle and the attitude 
that they bring to their lives, that person, in my opinion, that three months that I, that example is more, in my opinion, more recovered and happier and healthier than that, that miserable person who's 10 years sober and who's just does, you know, just, you don't want to be around, doesn't have that positive energy, still resentful, you know, all these things. So days don't mean much in my opinion. Yeah. And it's really interesting to say that, like, even me, I'm 10 years in and let's just say I had a drink tomorrow, right? Let's just say that happened for whatever yeah. reason. Would that mean the last 10 years are a waste? For nothing? It exactly. It'd be like one day in my life. So what? It, be dropping the ocean. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the important message to get across. And, and what I often do as a, a coach, I'm sure like yourself, actually, I train a lot of people around the days that it's going to go wrong. I own the fact that most likely, yeah. if yeah. you look at the, the science behind change, it's natural that there's learning points in there, which are, you know, the moment that it doesn't work out, a failure, a blip, a slip, departure from the wagon, whatever you want to call it, that's healthy. In most people's ability to make long-term change, they have to go around that, that, that cycle. So, so I liken it to a corkscrew. Yeah. So I really like that analogy. You know, it's not yeah, that you yeah. go back to start again because you're yeah. always slightly higher on oh, the corkscrew. Yeah. And then eventually you figure it out. So a lot of the coaching that I would yeah. do with people, especially on one-to-one, is coach them around when it, it's going to go wrong. And they're like almost, yeah. but why are we doing that? Yeah, because, why are we doing that? Are you being negative? Are you being negative? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Are you trying to say that like you don't believe yeah, in me? And, that's and right. I to, and I talk them through Petraska's change model. I'm talking through the corkscrew. And I'm like, look, yeah. it's perfectly normal. I'm not giving you license that's, to slip up. Right. And it will yeah. hurt if you do, because you'll be disappointed. But if you do, what are your yeah. options? How are you going to bounce right. back quicker? What can you learn right. from it? And I know if I can get in their heads and that moment comes, and it will come for most people, instead yeah. of them sweeping it under the carpet and feeling shameful and disappearing, they're like, yeah. oh, I know what to That's do right. here. I've got options. I can bounce back from this. What can I learn from it so it doesn't happen again? Boom. And they might Boom. have a couple of them, two, three, four or more, but yeah. then they get it. This is the secret, I think. It, it is the secret. And that that happened exactly in my uh, call last night, Sunday. Somebody was very proud that they didn't drink for a certain amount of time, the holiday parties, all these things. And then the next day, after a big event that they did not drink, they were proud of themselves. Like, hey, I went to this corporate event. I didn't drink. The next day, they drank. And what they came back, and they shared that in the meeting. The fact that they showed up to the meeting, yeah. they, they were like, they shared that. And it was how powerful that was for them, for for the for listeners, for me. That, to your point, exactly what you just said, like how you come, how you come back, how you bounce back. What does that say about you? What does that say about you? So powerful. Yeah, and I think that's where we have a role as coaches and people that are out there to really share this slightly different message to what's been the traditional message of, yeah. you know, this is how we bounce back. This is yeah. a long term, and and you yeah. said it brilliantly. It's not about. The days, it's about who you're becoming as a person. It's about getting outside your comfort zone, rediscovering yeah. your authentic energy, authentic self, learning how to socialize again without alcohol, being that role model that you want to be, being yeah. that even better parent, even better partner. That's where the growth is. That's where the learning is. It's not in a numbers That's game. Right. That's just exactly. a sideshow to what's it's, going on, this evolution. It's so, I love it. It's it's like, it's not, it, you know what it also is? It's... um. You cannot, it's not a pass or fail. It's not black or white pass or fail. It's more than pass or fail. It's not, it's not, you know, what, what's, what, am I passing? Am I, no, it's, are you learning about yourself? Are, are you putting, are, are you growing? Are you reevaluating things that you didn't? Are you failing and bouncing back? Because in, in our failures, that's where, that's an opportunity for, for a lesson to learn something about yourself, right? Yeah. I needed all those failures in my life to bring me to where I am today. Every single one, those things that I would never say out loud again, that I, that, you know, that I carry with me or that I've, I've, I've worked through them, but every little thing that's happened in my life needed to happen the way it did. I have zero regrets, zero. I needed everything to happen because if they didn't happen like that, I, I likely would not be here talking to you today. Exactly. I say it was a lucky wind that blows the, house down sometimes you know and it's taking us <laughs> on this little adventure and here we are having this this yeah. lovely conversation and then on yeah. that note so with that growth in mind what does what does the future look like what, what's happening now and what's what's going to happen in the future for you you know what's bringing me a lot of excitement these days andy is uh the sober run club that i've started um i just started it not even not even you know two two weeks ago 
Um, you know, obviously I'm a big sober athlete and I talk a lot about my running, but I've, I'm creating this like sober running community and it's been, it's, it's been amazing. So I'm based in Toronto, Canada. So we've been, we've had two runs in person and uh, just to see people that are just, again, not everyone in the club is quote unquote sober, yeah. right? Very curious, like a lot of people who are curious, yeah. maybe uh, they just want to support or they're, or they're just interested to know what this is all about. I welcome them, right? So it's been so powerful. But the other thing is too, most of my friends that I'm meeting online don't live in Canada, right? They're UK a lot, uh, US all over the place. So I'm trying to create like an online kind of community with the running where they can share their runs and like the sober athlete space is, is massive. There's, you know, for any, anyone who's listening, you know, and, and you're not, and you're on the journey, but you're not doing something active, I, I, I really challenge you to, to look at something because the mind and body are really, really connected. I find uh, a healthy body is a healthy mind. So what it doesn't need to be running, could be walking, could be, you know, wh whatever it could be, but just something. So that to, that's, that's like my little project right now that just brings me a lot of joy. It is bringing people together through running. And by the way, it's not just running. We have people who come and walk, people who come on their bikes, it's just active. It's an active lifestyle. And it just, it brings me a lot of joy to, to be doing that. Yeah, that's that so cool. And where can people find out more about that and more about you? So my, so I created an Instagram handle for the run club. We're called the Sober Striders. So I think the Instagram is Sober Striders Run Club, all one word. I uh, ju just started a couple of weeks ago, um, but I'm really looking forward to see wh what we could do there. And then um, my Instagram is at marathon, the number two sobriety. My wife helped me come up with that one. You know, sobriety is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a crash course. You can't just read a book and say, okay, I'm going to cram for this exam. It, it, it's so much more than that. It's a, it's a marathon. So also on there, I have the website marathon to sobriety.ca. And you can learn a bit about more of my, my programs and, and different things that I, that I do to, to help people. Wonderful. And I'm going to put another one in the future. The Rich Roll Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be there. I can see it. You got to do it. You got to do uh, it. Keep that. And I say, I'll be out there in, in March. I'll put, be putting in a, a strong <laughs> word for you, my man. Thanks, Andy. And, and just to thank you for everything you're doing. I've 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 been thrilled to actually share the story because as much of the story I didn't know and, and what you're doing on the social media and whatnot is, is just incredible. I put the word genius very often on some of your reels. You've probably noticed because I'm yeah. like, that is genius. It's made me laugh. It's just engaging. And I know it's tapping people on the shoulder. It's tapping yeah. more and more people on the shoulder, just like myself, just waking them up going, look at this dude. He's funny. He's fit. He doesn't yeah. drink. Go and check out. There's got to be something in that. And I think that's what you're starting to do. And you're awakening, you know, many people from their, their slumber where we were both yeah. at one yeah. point and, and we're totally. both waking people up. So thank yeah. you, my man, for joining me today on the, on this podcast and exciting times ahead. Thanks so much for having me, Andy. So much respect for you, what you're doing. You're, you're really giving people like me so much uh, to be excited about in this space. So thank you for all that you do. Legend. All right, let's do this. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's little conversation. Keep your eyes out for a bonus episode that will be released later this week where I chat to one of our coaches that's trained with me and share their incredible story, their hero's journey that brought them to coaching. And on that note, don't forget there are still, well, we'll still probably squeeze someone onto the course if you want to come and join me for the Diploma in coaching and positive psychology with the additional specialism of alcohol-free performance coaching. It's the ultimate coaching course delivered by myself. I'll take you on a journey of transformation in your personal development and out the other side of it, you'll have a skill that can accelerate your career, transform your body, your mind, your happiness, and potentially give you this lever into meaningful work as a side business or a full-time vocational business. So if you are interested in that, there is time is short because it begins this weekend. So if you're listening to this around the 15th of Jan this weekend, which I believe is the 21st, it begins. So you'll need to get in before then. If you go to aretewaycoach.com, that's A-R-E-T-E, waycoach.com, you'll get all the details. Feel free to drop us a note at team 
T-E-A-M at andyramage.com. We are happy to help. The team will help you with any last minute questions or queries. I'll happily jump on the phone with you to answer any final questions and just give you a feel for the course because that's how involved I am. Literally, we'll jump on the phone and you'll start to see some of the podcasts come through, the bonus podcasts of me interviewing our coaches. Again, all of this is completely unique in the coaching space. So if you're interested in that type of thing, you want to come and train with me and learn everything I know about life, executive coaching, performance coaching, alcohol-free coaching, and just come on a transformational experience of learning. There's still time to come and join us. And there's never a perfect time, is there? There's always a reason to not do stuff, but a time action is what it's about. And you can never get where you want to go unless you try. It's the way I look at it. So do come and join me if you have the time. Otherwise, please download, download, subscribe, and I'll see you for a little bonus episode in the midweek. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. All right, let's do this.